Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time when we can come around your word and speak about the things, the good news of the gospel. Help us, Lord, tonight. May the Holy Spirit be present with us to anoint our ears and eyes that we might see and understand the wonders of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are in the process of studying justification, sanctification, and glorification. Um, I spoke to Alan in the week, or was it last week, about this, and I felt we've got to say a little bit more about justification by faith because I think what has come to me over the years, having done various studies on this, that justification, sanctification, and glorification are all linked together. Uh, it's a mistake, I think, to think of them separately, although we've got to speak about certain aspects of it separately. But it's like, in order to come from forgiveness of sins, which of course is reconciliation to God, which is very important, obviously, but there has to come a point in your time as a believer where you actually understand that you've been justified. And as we said last week, in the, um, the, the Greek word I gave you, it means righteousness is credited to the believer where he didn't have any righteousness. It enabled him to stand in the presence of a holy, awesome God. So it is important, this subject, and obviously the Reformation happened just over 500 years ago, which was to change the church. And as, just to remind you, the two great covenants that uh, are in the Bible are the covenant of works, which Adam had, and the covenant of grace, which we're under, which was set up on the throne in Genesis 3.15. These are the two great covenants. And as we said, what Abraham believed 10 generations after the flood was he actually was the first man that actually believed he could have a seed that would bless the whole world, which is the gospel. As it says in Galatians, Paul says, the gospel was preached before to Abraham. So what Abraham was believing was that God would give another seed that would crush the serpent's head, with bruises here, and would restore the glory of man that he lost because he disobeyed in the garden and got excluded. He lost his covering the glory. He had to be covered with skins. An animal had to be shed blood to cover him. And so now Abraham is on a journey of faith. So as it says in Romans, that Abraham is the father of the faith. And, and Christ came in that seed, and we've got the genealogy in the Gospels, of how it came. And the miracle, as we read the word of God from Genesis to the time of the advent of Christ, is the miracle of how this seed was preserved but it seemed at many times it would have been destroyed. But God, God in his sovereign will worked all this out to bring about 
And Abraham's life, and obviously we're not studying Abraham now, is a progression of being sanctified in a sense, separated from being uh, just a natural man to be a spiritual man. And of course, the great doctrine of justification by faith comes in, as we said in Genesis 15, that when God, when God said to Abraham, well, you don't think you're going to have a seed? Well, I'm going to tell you how, how much seed you're going to have. Look at the stars in the heaven. You're going to be like that. And look at the sand on the shore. You're going to have as many. That's how your seed's going to be. And this man had a wife who was barren. And he was getting older and older and older. And at the time God gave him this, he was 75 years old. And of course, he didn't have it till he was nearly 100. So this shows us that when we come into the kingdom of God, we get regenerated. We're saved then, as we call it born again we get actually if we're truly born of god we get justified if you i mean in romans uh, romans 3 and 4 you have this word just justified coming up about over nearly 15 times i think and it seems as though the church has buried this truth i don't know why they buried it i did give you some of the reasons last time but it's important because you've got people in the church, they only see themselves as forgiven sinners. And it seems that the enemy can sort of bring back all our past sins. And uh, I, I sit in prayer meetings around where I've been and I get these people and, and it's really quite disturbing to listen to them uh, because they've got this sort of, attitude i'm just only a sinner yes we are sinners saved by grace but we're also justified uh, because it's very important that we understand this because it deals with condemnation in our life because justification gives you a righteousness that covers you and it gives you the ability a sinner like me to stand in the presence of a holy awesome god I, 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 I there's no way else i could be there except through the righteousness of christ the journey that the christian is really on in his life of faith like abraham was is moving from forgiveness of sins to justification through sanctification to glorification the purpose of the gospel is to restore man to the glory he that adam lost uh for when he fell he lost his covering the glory of god and he looked at himself and he was naked he hid himself and he tried to make fig leaves and you know make himself covering of course he couldn't do that and god slew animals to cover him and that's a, a type of the blood in the early stages in genesis but this this righteousness that we have in the gospel paul says is imputed to us um and this is very important he says in in romans 4 uh, about abraham is written i've made the 17 i've made thee a father many nations before him who he believed even god who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope, 
that he might become the father of many nations according to that which is spoken, so shall I seed be. And Abram, being not weak in faith, considered not his own body now dead when he was a hundred years old, neither deadness of Sarah's when he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but strong in faith, strong in faith, giving glory to God. So it's justification by faith, giving glory to God, and it says, and therefore, and being fully persuaded that what he promised is able to form, and therefore, it says, Paul says, it was imputed to him, put to his account, covered by the righteousness of Christ. So you and I that are justified can come to God uh, because we're covered. He sees us covered in the righteousness of Christ. And it says it was written for his sake alone. It was imputed to him. And then this big statement, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up for our offenses and raised again for our justification. Doesn't say forgiveness, it is forgiveness of sins, it is reconciliation, but it's more powerful. So the gospel is a legal declaration. So the just live by faith. This is the statement, this is the great thing that happened to um, Martin Luther. He suddenly realized it wasn't works. Adam had a covenant of works. It had no guarantor. It had no uh, place for mercy or any, uh, any uh, comeback. He, he disobeyed and immediately fell. But we're under a better covenant now, the covenant of grace set up there in Genesis 3.15. Because as Martin Luther says, justification puts the righteousness of Christ on me and you. So we are sinful and yet justified. Or I prefer what John Bunyan says, justification stands with imperfection. So we're now being put right to stand before a holy God. But then we're put into a process called sanctification. Now, there has been a movement at Keswick in the last century where all sorts of doctrines have been flying around and perfectionism and all this business of what's called eradication. That um, justification by faith gives you eradication. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I've been with Christians in church that have had so-called had all the sin eradicated from them and they're nothing but a problem walking about, you know, they're just, uh, well, it's unbelievable what you've got to put up with. And these people think, and as I said to you last week, got other people who take the verse of scripture out of context in, in the New Testament uh, and the authorized made righteous. Look, we have been declared, we've been credited with righteousness. And we've been put into this situation where God is going to deal with us on a daily basis. Or as it says in Romans 1, we, um, it says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith, 
to faith. I'm going from faith to faith. I've been given, is Romans 12, after all these chapters in Romans, and we come to Romans 12, and he says, um, in, in, in 12, 1, and he says, the, the, you know, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, etc., etc. In other words, every day, you and I, as believers, we put our body as a living sacrifice. Like Isaac, he was put on the altar, but he was living. But of course, suddenly, at the end of 40 years, uh, Abraham suddenly realized that the, the penny suddenly dropped. It was a gradual understanding that God himself would provide the lamb and of course that is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world and that of course is how we're going on but he says and then he says in 117 of romans 1 the just live by faith we could then say the righteous live by faith or you could say the sanctified holy righteous just people live by faith because it's only faith you know because it says in, in in the end of romans 14 is it whatsoever is not of faith is sin i mean some people think what on earth did that mean well you, you the, the, the life we're called to is a life of faith and you need in order to you to have faith the, the, Paul says, the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we need the word, as R.T. Kenley keeps saying this, and the spirit. We need both. We need the power of God, the Holy Spirit, but we need the teaching of the word to teach us how to walk by faith and not by sight. And that takes a development of you and me, and that is called a process of sanctification that's how god begins to separate you from what you did think to what god thinks and as you as you as you walk with god and begin reconcile to god and begin to walk with god in fellowship with god suddenly you begin to realize that you're part of of, of something tremendous so you're not only forgiven reconciled you're, you're justified you're being sanctified and as you as you walk this life of faith it glorifies god the shorter catechism says the chief end of man is to is to glorify god and enjoy him you know whether you're really pleasing god do you enjoy him or do you enjoy something else? What is your joy? You know, we say the joy of the Lord is a strength. Well, in his presence, the psalmist said, is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are evermore. But you see, it's possible for you to slip away from this if you're not careful. So you need to keep 
in fellowship. You need to keep in union. You need to keep in, in communion with God. And as we read that, the last verse in Romans 4, 25, it says, who delivered up for offenses, raised for justice, and these are the big words Paul now says. Therefore, being justified by faith, what do we have? Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if a Christian hasn't got peace with God, he hasn't got peace in his life. You can't have the peace of God without having peace with God. And it's only, Paul says, it's justification by faith brings you peace with God. In other words, as it says in Romans 1, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and in righteousness. In other words, if you're not in Christ, you're under the wrath of God. There's only two positions. You're either in grace or wrath. We wonder why the world at this moment is so angry. They're angry about everything. They quarrel about everything. Uh, we've got this whole problem with race. We've got this whole problem with gender, all sorts of problems. And it's just a boiling point where people get so worked up because they're under the wrath of God. But if you can understand Jesus by what he did, being delivered up for our fences, and that, but he was raised. So linked to justification, is resurrection. You've got to understand that, that you and I could never be justified without being quickened or resurrected from being dead. Our spirit was dead. If we were born in sin, it is dead. When sin is, there's death under a curse. But suddenly, we have found Christ who is delivered up for our offenses and raised. We've been raised up to something that is tremendous. Uh, the bigger, the, the more you look into this gospel, the bigger it gets. It's so big. It, it, uh, we, we're in something where, which is completely new. And, and the, we, we got peace with God. And then we have this. And then he says, secondly, we have access by faith into this grace, this covenant of grace. The only way you can get access into this covenant that Abraham, this Abrahamic covenant we're in, he's the father of the faith through Christ. You know, you can read it in Galatians. Into this grace we're in, we stand. That means I've got a position in God, where I can come every day, it's, it's, like, it, it's like suddenly the Queen said to me, I've given you a pass every day to Buckingham Palace. You can just come and see me any day. But this is not just an earthly king or queen, but we've got access to a heavenly king of kings and lord of lords. This awesome, holy God, because I'm covered with the righteousness of God, I can come to him 24-7. I can just, as Wigglesworth said, I pray every 20 minutes. 
well, it'd be a good thing if we all prayed every 20 minutes, either prayed in English or prayed in tongues. Just keep in fellowship and communion because you've been given an access to the greatest person in the universe. It's our Father God. It's Father God that initiated this salvation. And he's handed us over to his son. And he's now our great high priest. He's our advocate. And he's wanting to change you from faith to faith and from glory to glory. You know, when I got blessed through Henry in the 50s, it was the impact, not of just the anointing, it was the glory. Hallelujah. The tremendous power and glory that rested on that ministry in the late 50s and early 60s. Because this is exactly what happened to Abraham. When God appeared to him, the glory of God came and hit him. It drove him to go on a journey of faith. And it's driven me all these years, since I was 17 and 18, to go on a journey of faith. Look, I've stumbled, like Abraham stumbled, made mistakes, made a lot of mistakes. But you see, the wonder of the, the, the gospel of the, the covenant works Adam had, had no, had no leverage, no mercy. As soon as he did that, immediately he was under a curse and death. He fell. And he, he was in trouble. But we've got somebody, Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, who became the Son of Man, who's the glorified Son of Man now, representing you that when we do make mistakes, he's there, our mediator. And you, you and I are bound to make mistakes on this pathway of sanctification. Look here. We've got an enemy that's so subtle He's so devious that he, it says in the word, if it's possible, he could deceive even the very elect. Yeah. So that's why we need to know our standing. Our standing is justification. It's a legal document signed and sealed by the blood of Jesus that I'm accepted by God the Father in the Beloved. And it's so important. I'm more than a forgiven sinner. Look, you could have somebody, I, I've had somebody in my life, you probably had somebody in your life who used, is, has offended you, hurt you. you, you and, and as a believer, you say, oh, I forgive him, but I don't want to know him anymore. I don't want to know that person because I just don't trust him. Well, we are more than forgiven. We're accepted. See, justification is absolutely, this is why you've got all this in Romans 3 and Romans 4. And this is why Paul is saying in Romans 5, you have peace. The war is over. God is not against you, it's for you. And then it says you have access into this grace wherein you stand. And thirdly, you rejoice. You stop complaining about what you've got to go through. You rejoice in the hope of what? The glory of God. 
So it's justification, sanctification, glorification. The purpose of God is to bring many sons to glory. The church is supposed to have the glory, but does it? If the individual believer doesn't understand who he is, he doesn't understand that he's been separated, sanctified, segregated from this world, that we're not part of this system, we're part of a kingdom, which is the kingdom of God. And we, we've got much more than this. I mean, we're talking about, about sanctification, about being sanctified well people have argued i mean you can read these great well men and men of god over the past they've argued some argue that romans doesn't deal with sanctification well i believe it does i don't agree with them no matter how wonderful they are or how learned they are i believe that god is in the process of changing me into the image of Christ. I believe that God wants to change every one of us into the image of Christ. We come in, and as it's been said, he catches the fish and then he cleans it. And we, we need to be, we need each day to come to this word and be washed in the water of the word. This word washes your soul. It renews your mind. As Paul says in Romans 12, he says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And then he says, Don't think too much of yourself. No, and that's a, that's a problem for some people. They seem to get hold of something and they think they've arrived and I'm the kid on the block. Well, no, we're all part of the body of Christ. We're all, we all need one another. We've all, got to, we've all got to understand that we are part of a household of faith. Now, I was reading an old writer. Gurnell is a very good writer. If, if you can get any of his books, William Gurnell, buy it. It's like reading the Bible. This man, absolutely in, outstanding in the way he writes concerning the gospel. But <clears throat> he calls he calls this righteousness that's in, in the gospel, you know, Romans 1 says, this is the statement by the Apostle Paul, for, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, it's the power of God, for therein is what? The righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. You know, we talk about the love of God, but the primary thing of the gospel is righteousness. You absolutely, it would defeat Satan because Jesus defeated Satan. And if you've got his righteousness covering you, <laughs> and or as Gurnell says, you've got your breastplate of righteousness on to protect every vital organ <clears throat> and this is what he calls it he calls it the gospel evangelical righteousness well i i can't complain about that and this is what he says this righteousness we have is imputed and imparted 
Imputed righteousness is what Christ works for the believer. He's completed that work. And by faith we receive it. And we believe it. And what a, what and and we go on and see this. Then justification. Righteousness is what Christ is believer. The justification that lets him stand righteous before God. Otherwise, it gives me the ability to come before a holy God, an awesome God. And this is called the righteousness of God. By way of distinction, he says, imparted righteousness is what God Christ works in the believer. Another writer says that God the Father that's chosen you and he's given you to the Son and he imparts righteousness and this is the work of Christ in the believer. So imparted righteousness is performed by and in Christ. And although this righteousness is not inherent in God's children, we receive the benefit of it by faith as if it affected ourselves. And this is why Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 33, 16, this is why Jesus is called the Lord, our righteousness. But secondly, God ordained imputed righteousness to be the basis for our justification. But also, and I, I think this is, this is what we must understand, it's also the ground of acceptance for imparted righteousness. This righteousness is therefore is compared to the righteousness of sanctification imparted by Christ into the spirit of the believer. This gift, he says, is a supernatural principle of new resurrection life planted in the heart of every child of God by the powerful operation of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need. We need this continuous work of God. The Holy Spirit is the efficient workman, he says. If God's Spirit is not the root in a believer's life, there is no fruit in the believer. There is no holiness can be found in that person. But merely sensual, having not the Spirit and inseparably coupled, when man fell and lost both God's love to and his likeness to God, but God restores, Christ in Christ restores both losses to his children. The first, his imputed righteousness, and the second, by his spirit, re-imparting the image of God, which consists of righteousness and true holiness sanctification, imparted righteousness, imputed righteousness, Burnell says, is justification. So the two things must be together. And then those two things working in the believer's life glorify God. And that's why a believer can experience the glory of God. What does it go on in Rook to go back to Romans 5? This is what he goes on to say. We stand 
we uh, we have we have peace we have access and we rejoice in hope of the glory of god and then he says this and not only said not only so but he says in verse five three we glory in tribulations also knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope makes not a shame why because the love of god is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy ghost that is given to us so if you really know you're forgiven you're accepted you're justified and you're being sanctified you will glory in tribulations you won't say oh no i've had enough of this i can't put it up anymore with this i'm i come to the end of the road and all this and i i become a moaning groaning uh you know in grumble street and oh, nothing's working out for me and all this nonsense because if you understand who you are in god and you've got this relationship with glory and tribulation is going to come jesus said in this world you're going to have tribulation but be a good cheer i have overcome the world well we have christ in us christ in us the hope of glory so whatever you're going to face in life you can glory this is the glory that comes through justification sanctification if you don't if you don't keep walking by faith see faith is so important this same Vernell says faith is the chiefest of all graces love joy peace long-suffering gentleness see you see if you haven't got this foundation of faith you're going to give way to your senses and if you give way to your senses you're not going to walk by faith you're going to find yourself in real trouble you see we have to understand the background to what 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 paul is saying here in romans 5 he says we've been justified by faith and then he goes on in verse 9 much more than being justified by his blood she is the body and blood of jesus that paid for your redemption this redemption we have and he says save through wrath to him and we and and we when we were enemies he says of god were reconciled to god by the death of his son he says much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life well we've got the life of god we've got the holy spirit it's been imparted to us in sanctification i just read what um Daniel says, and not only so, he says, but we joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we've received the atonement. That he says, wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men that all have sinned. He talks about oh, death went for Moses, etc., before the law and all that. Then he says, but if by one man's offense, death reign by one much more they that receive the abundance of grace this is it you're in a covenant of grace 
the abundance of grace and this gift of righteousness, your justification, shall what? Reign in life by one Jesus Christ. You can overcome your reigning in life. Why? Because you've been forgiven, you've been reconciled, you've been justified, you're in a process of being sanctified. And as you give glory to God, he says, Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, and so by righteousness of one, this free gift came upon all men to what? Justification of life. Here's this word again, justification. I am called to live a righteous life. I am called to live a holy life a separated life, a sanctified life. I'm here to call, look, God can never use anybody in his kingdom who is not justified and sanctified and made holy. God will not use unholy vessels. Everything in the tabernacle had to be anointed and separated to the work. It had to be sanctified vessels whatever the vessel was. So in a sense, we have in these three great gospel truths, the, the great threes again, like, like uh, Passover, Pentecost and Tabernacles. We have justification, sanctification, glorification. Now, there is something that else Gurnell says, which I find very interesting. If I can find it now, I'll read it to you because these old men, they didn't have uh, TVs and all this nonsense we got. They just, they just had the word of God. Their whole life was separated unto God, and they, they were in this book day and night. I, I, I wish I, I hope I can find this now, because uh, I think this is very important. What he says here. Um, yeah. The Christian, he says, must pass must pass many rooms through many rooms before arriving at the place of assurance. You see, what chapter five is doing for you in Romans is giving you assurance. It, you know, you've got peace with God, you've got access by God, you rejoice in hope and you glory in tribulations. If you can do that, you will have a sure fear will leave you because you're now in a, a relationship with God. And he says, before arriving, which adjoins heaven itself. He says, faith is the key which lets you enter into all these rooms. First, he says, it opens the door of justification and takes him into peace and reconciliation with God through Jesus Christ, being justified by faith. We have peace with God through Luigi. Through justification, the seeker passes on to another room. He says, this is the chamber of God's favor and you are welcomed into his presence by whom we have access by faith into this grace we understand. 
Not only have we been pardoned from sin and reconciled to God by faith in Christ, we are now brought into the royal court under Christ's wing as a favourite of the Prince. We not only enjoy God's grace and favour and communion now, but we move on and open the door to a third room, he says, a hope firmly planted in a heart for heaven's glories. That is rejoicing in the hope of the glory of God. And that's why when we have this intimacy with God, we glory, he says, in tribulations. We have a wonderful access right into God's presence. And God wants you and I to enjoy this. But don't you understand that when there's, it, there is much more? Hallelujah. There is so much more. If you could get hold of this foundation, see, this is the foundation of the gospel. You know, it says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And this is what's happening to the church. And I'm not going to get on to all the things that have been said that I disagree with. It could be that you agree with them. And I hope, you, hope you'll come to the light to see. There's certain things that have been said by quite, you know, prodigious people at this moment in time that are not quite right. You see, without holiness, you'll never see God. If God has paid the ultimate price to deal with your sin and my sin and bring you into righteousness and favor and access and glory, do you think he's going to tolerate things in our life if we're not right? Do you know what I think today? I looked at some people and I think, gosh, you know, Judas Iscariot was an apostle. He'd gone out and cast demons out. He was one of the 70, one of the 12. But do you know at the Last Supper, he partook of the Last Supper, the covenant meal, the bread and the wine are the covenant. When Abraham met Melchizedek, he, that was Christ, a pre-incarnation of Christ, a theophany. He brought forth bread and wine. Abraham had such, he is the father of the faith. He got an insight down through the ages. He saw with the eye of faith. See, that's why you're justified by faith, because faith that is given to you at your rebirth is not it's not it's a god kind of faith yes. you have to use that faith and develop it so that the enemy does not deceive you you know he he loads lot into how many people are, are, are believers like lot they're lulled into a uh, sense of in, you know, they think they're safe, but they're not in a safe place. You see, justification puts you into a safe place in Christ. The rock. But you see, linked to Abraham's faith is not just that he had a, 
yeah, it, it, this we're talking about a family. The gospel came to one man, to one family, to one nation, to the whole world. We are part now. God is now our Father. When we pray, we pray to our Father. So I'm not only forgiven, reconciled, justified, being sanctified, and being glorified. I am now part. I've been adopted. I'm a son. Or you're a daughter. You're an heir. You're a joint heir. You've got an inheritance. You're in father's house. You can go to father every day and ask in the name of Jesus. He says, ask and seek and knock. I've got access to the most powerful person in the universe. I belong to a kingdom that's never going to end. I've been given entrance. Can you grasp this? Can you understand this? This, this is, we, we're talking about stuff that could, you can talk about for the, from here to King, till the Lord comes. We're talking about something so vast, so wonderful, and so glorious. It is glory. You know, when you can start to worship God in spirit and in truth, and start to meditate this word, you pass out of your time, as it were, in the spirit, you begin to see something that is so wonderful, it's so glorious, it's so powerful. Well, you can move from Romans to Ephesians, but we can't move to Ephesians yet because we haven't dealt with Romans. We've got to understand what justification means. We've got to understand what sanctification means. We've got to understand what glorification means. The gospel is restoring to, the, to, to, the, to us the glory that Adam had. Look, Adam had perfect righteousness. He lived. He was covered by the glory. He lived in the glory. He, he lived, as Milton said, in paradise, he calls it. It was perfect. But he had a covenant and he had to work it. And he failed and he fell. But we've got a covenant. It's a covenant of grace. And thank God we have access to God, to the throne. And thank God in that throne is a mercy seat. Look, I, I fail. You fail. But this, we, we thank God we're not in a covenant of works. We're in a covenant of grace. We've got a, a merciful high priest that's moved with the feelings of our infirmities. He, he became flesh. He was tempted in all points like we were. He went through the contradiction. You know, when John and Alison gave me that huge book, on the background of the Gospels, you begin to understand the tremendous persecution Jesus stood as he journeyed in his ministry. These scribes, these Pharisees, these lawyers, they hunted him down. They wanted to kill him. And of course, they couldn't kill him before the time because Jesus, and well, they obviously couldn't see it, but John the Apostle could see it because he said, we beheld his glory. 
Jesus, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, wherever Jesus went, he, he, he was in complete control. They couldn't take him. He had to lay down his life. Well, do you realize that justification and this process of sanctification is glorious? You can have this wonderful glory of God. Probably John Knox said the greatest scripture in his opinion in all the Bible is John 17. And he may be well be right. And I've got a huge volume of it's really staggering to read what men of God have said about John 17. But this is the prayer of John 17, isn't it? And the key scripture probably for us in this study is John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. If you don't value this word, this truth, this person, the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. You're going to be deceived by Satan. The, you need, man does not live by bread alone, but by every what word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You, you and I have got the privilege of a great high priest, Jesus Christ. We have the privilege to come to him every day and he minister to you. Um, Philip woke me up in the night. He thought somebody was stealing his car in the, in the garage. And uh, 1.15, I was woken up. Um, he said, somebody's in my car. The light's on in the car. Oh, I said, that's brilliant. So I, I put my trousers on, dressing gown, my shoes, he get grabs a golf club. And so I'm marching down the garden to where this <laughs> carriage is. And there's his car, or his mum's car, really, his mother's car, really. And there's his car with the light on inside. And, of course, there's nobody in it, you know. He's, he's chucked his something in the back seat and turned the switch on. So when he shut the door, he didn't go off as he should have done. You know... You can you can get all sorts of things can happen, can't it? You know, but the thing about this is we gotta understand that this word is God speaking to us. And and I realise that we're just dealing with the foundation of the gospel here. We're dealing with justification, sanctification, glorification. Sanctify them through thy word, thy word is truth. As I have sent them into this world, even so have I sent them for their sakes. And this is what Jesus says. I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through what? Through the truth. Amen. You know, when somebody starts talking funny stuff to you and they say they're a believer, and they speak out of their mouth what is not the word of God, the gospel, you know that Satan has already deceived them. Because if any man be in Christ, he's a completely new creation. 
He's a new species. He's not the same old man he was. This is Romans 6, the new man. We have been changed by the power of God. I'm not the same as I want. If Jesus sanctified himself, don't you think we should let him sanctify us by the power of the Holy Spirit? He'll show you when you're going wrong, a red light will go on. Then he says, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, is my Father as in me and I in thee. They also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou sent me. And this is the statement. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. We say to me, I don't feel very good. I don't think I got any glory. Well, it's time to awake to righteousness. It's time to understand who you are. It's time to understand you're more than a forgiven sinner. You're declared righteous. You have peace with God. You have access. You glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation work of patience, patience, experience, experience. Oh, why? Because you have the witness then that the love of God, you feel accepted. You feel his love. You feel this tremendous impact of Father's love. That I are them and them. See, the gospel is not being taken to take you out of the world, what Jesus is saying here, but it's come to take the world out of you. We're not of this world. Don't let the world news get you down. Look into the good news in here. And the good news says, we've got a very bright future. And we can have some glory on the way to glory. We can have it. We can have this assurance. We can have the love of God shed abroad in, the, in our hearts. We can have this if we're willing. We're in a covenant. It's the covenant of grace. You know, people get hung up. I, I've been brought up in denomination that had dispensationalism. They never taught us about righteous, you know, justification. Sanctification was never mentioned. And glorification, what on the earth is that? Look here, it's all in the word of God. You know, uh, when I got blessed through Henry, I came home and I opened this book and I thought, this is a completely different book to what I've been used to reading. I thought this was all history. You know, we've got some ministers around here and when they talk to you, you think you were in a history lesson. Look, we're not in a history lesson. We're in, we're, we're being joined to somebody who's got life resurrection life sonship adoption family i'm in the family of god don't you think that this pandemic thing is being all to set us on our own a bit to wake us up spiritually the wake-up call this is awake to righteousness and sin not i want to be 
the Lord said to me, I said, I felt the Lord saying this, do you want to please me or yourself? Do you know self-centered Christians are all about me, myself and I, and that you find them very manipulative because they want you to do what they want you to do but we're not into manipulation and self-centered. We're into Christ-centered, right? where we love our brothers and we encourage them in the faith. We're called the just live by faith. How do I get faith? Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. Well, why don't you read? We've got to read this word and speak it. And when we speak it, we hear it and faith comes. And suddenly what was hidden from us is now revealed to us. Excuse me. I'm walking by faith. Are you? I challenge you to walk by faith and not by your senses. Don't talk about your miseries, the old preacher said. Think about your blessings. Mercy. And I'll close with this. And this is in, this is a wonderful scripture. Wait a minute, let me get this. If I can find this scripture now, where I've written it. This is, listen to this scripture now. From faith to faith, the just live by faith. 2 Thessalonians 2.13. God has chosen you and me to salvation through what? Sanctification of the spirit. And what? Belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to obtaining the what? The glory of God. That's Paul writing to the Thessalonian church. In 2 Thessalonians 1 3 says, We are bound to thank God always for you. It's meet because that your faith groweth exceedingly. My faith is supposed to go to faith to faith and grow. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then you'll have charity to one another. You won't moan about one another. You won't run the people down behind their back anymore. You won't say all oh, this, that and the other about people. No, you'll love them. And then 2 Thessalonians 2.13 says, God hath from the beginning chosen you to, to salvation through what? Sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. How, how many times? I've never heard him. I don't know where the church is today. Philippians says, 2.12 says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why? It's God that's working in me both to will and to do of his good pleasure. How do you work it out? Because you understand that you're part at the service of God. You're here to serve him. Serve him in every way you can. Do whatever you can, even if it's sweeping the floor for the church, whatever it is. 
He has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. And really, this is our foundation of scripture, Ephesians 1.4. He's chosen us before the foundation of the world. You, you chosen that you should be holy. Holy. Amen. People don't like that word, holy. Oh no, we don't want to mention about being holy. Be holy and without what? Blame. Before him in love. 1 Peter 1 2. You're elect. You've been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto what? Obedience. And what? The sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful gospel. Think about these things. Meditate on them. We're in a process of being glorified. And one day we're going to enter into glory. And this corruption, old body, yeah. will put on incorruption. Mm. Paul says we have a foretaste of glory divine. Well, I'm not going to be satisfied to live. If I've been given all these privileges, I want to live in these privileges and in these favours and in the wonder and the glory of the gospel. Yeah. So waiting for his son from heaven, yeah. whom he raised from the dead, in Jesus, which has delivered us from the wrath to come. The world is in turmoil, but we can be at peace. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. Don't you love the Lord? Amen. We love you, Lord. We thank Hallelujah. you, Lord, for your gospel, yeah. the good news. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for the power Hallelujah. of the gospel. The power of God is released through the gospel. That we are children of Abraham. We are blessed. With all spiritual blessings. Hallelujah. Where? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Let's enjoy, have some glory on the way to glory. Yes. Can you rejoice with me? Amen. Can you feel that power? Hallelujah. That impact yes. of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Or oh, when people were with Jesus on earth, they saw the glory. Yes. They saw the storm cease, the, the multitudes fed, the dead raised. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. What Hallelujah. a wonderful, wonderful salvation we got. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord. Yeah. We give you glory. Hallelujah. We pray, Lord, you'll pour out your spirit upon your people. Yes, that you'll give us revelation and insight yes, to understand the wonder and the glory of our inheritance yes. of the saints in light. Amen. Oh, we Hallelujah. thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. I in am Jesus' a new name. Creation. No, no more, more in condemnation. Here in the grace of God I stand. My heart is overflowing. With a glade that keeps on growing, here in the grace of God I stand. And I will praise you, Lord, 
I will praise you, Lord, and I will sing of all that you have done. I love that knows no limit, that lightness in my spirit, hearing the grace of God I stand. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord bless you all. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus.